You are listening to the Tenacious Acorn Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica O'Neill. Today we're talking about making sustainable changes versus short-term fixes when we're looking at creating a healthier lifestyle for ourselves. So we're all familiar with what short-term fixes are, you know, fad diets, uh, lose 10 pounds in five days, uh, seven-day fixes, detoxes, cleanses, all that kind of stuff that I've talked about before and I've written about before. So I feel like you guys are pretty familiar with my feelings about using short-term fixes, quick fixes, and how they fit into an overall healthy lifestyle plan. If you're looking to really live a healthy life long-term, you have to make sustainable changes that are going to get you to where you want to be and are going to keep you there. So how do you do that? You know, what what makes something a sustainable change versus a quick fix? Uh, the simple answer is, is this something that you can really see yourself doing for the rest of your life? You know, is this a way of eating or a way of moving or a practice that you can incorporate into your life long term? And if if you can see yourself doing this as you're going along in your life, then yeah, this is probably a sustainable change for you, realistically. Um, you know, if it's if it's something that you know you're going to burn out on after. 10 days or 15 days or 30 days, then it's not sustainable. And so to me, that's the real, that's the real critical question that you have to ask yourself whenever you're starting to take on something new in your lifestyle in, in the vein of improving your life. Is it something that you can see yourself doing, not just next week or next month, but six months from now, a year from now, five years from now? And if it is, then I think it's totally worth incorporating into your life if, if it's going to make it better. But how do, you, how do you start to do that? How do you incorporate this idea, uh, this sustainable, healthy change that you've decided that you're, you want to make and you're ready to make and you're committed to making? How do you go about instituting that in your life and incorporating it? into what you're doing. And I, I think the first thing that you need to do, and this goes, again, no matter what area of your life it's focused on improving, is you have to be really specific about what you're going to do. When I work with somebody and, you know, they say, well, I, I want to get healthy. Okay. Awesome. I'm here to help you do that. But what specifically does that look like to you? What changes are you interested in making? And, you know, it's great to have that big overarching, I want to get healthy, or I want to lose weight, or I want to lose body fat. But you have to be specific about what you want to achieve. Otherwise, one, you won't know when you've achieved it. And two, you won't be able to create a plan that's going to get you there, because you don't know where exactly you're going. So once we have that super specific goal, I want to eat more healthfully. Okay, 
to go along with the blog post that I put up earlier this week. First, we have to know where you're starting from. What are you currently eating? So we, we take a look at your food diary that you're going to keep for a week or two weeks so that we can see what you're eating now and where you can make improvements. And then we talk about what those improvements might be. Okay, we can see from your food diary that you have a distinct lack of fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet. So you say, all right, I'm, I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables every day. Okay. What does that mean? What does more mean? You know, if you're not eating any, more could mean one, you know, or more could mean I'd like to go to an 80% plant-based diet. So we have to be specific because if your your goal that's going to be sustainable for you is to eat three servings of fruits and vegetables a day, it's not going to do us any good to start you down a path that's going to get you to an 80% plant-based diet in six months because you're not going to stick to it. That's not sustainable for you. Or maybe it is sustainable for you and you're already eating, you know, a decent amount of fruits and vegetables, but you want to know how to create more plant-based meals so that you are heading toward an 80% or a 50% plant-based diet. What Whatever it is, we have to be specific about it so that we can make a specific plan to get you to your specific goal. Do you see a theme there of specificity? Specificity and sustainability really go hand in hand. So then once we start creating those specific goals, we're going to check in with them. They're going to be measurable. They're going to be trackable. So, you know, we're not just going to say, okay, we're going to eat more fruits and vegetables. We're going to decide how many fruits and vegetables we're going to eat. And we're going to decide ahead of time, as much as we can, how we're going to space that out over a day or over a week or over a month so that we're able to really track our progress and see how we're doing. You know, if you if you're starting with none, it might be a little ambitious to say, I'm going to include vegetables at every meal during the day. But if you're adventurous and you're not starting with none and you know that you do like vegetables, then it's not out, you know, totally out there to say, all right, well, you know, we're going to have fruit as a snack or a dessert, and then we're going to incorporate one to two servings of vegetables at every single meal. So that means breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, And maybe you're going to have a vegetable-based smoothie as a snack so that you're working toward your specific goal of having 10 servings of vegetables a day. So, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. And again, that has to be something that's sustainable for you long term. Same thing with movement. You know, it can be great to, you know, get a program like P90X or Insanity or, or, you know, any of the big programs that are marketed, you know, body weight exercises along with maybe some exercise bands and things like that. They can be extremely effective. Uh, they're a lot of fun to do. I've, I've done P90X and I had a great time doing it. Um, but it's not something that I can do as a part of my regular life every single day. That just would not work for me. 
so, you know, in terms of leading my own healthy life, I've had to ask myself, what can I do on a daily basis that improves me from a physiological standpoint, from a movement standpoint, from a functional strength standpoint, that I can do long term, that I can see myself doing on a rainy day, on a snowy day, when I'm 50 years old, when I'm 65 years old, when I'm 75 years old, what is it that I can do? The answers for me are walking, hiking, yoga, paddle boarding, kayaking. Those are, those are things that I love to do. I don't necessarily get to do all of them as much as I would like. I can definitely walk every day and definitely do walk every day. And I do yoga as much as I can. And the other things are weather dependent and what's going on in my life dependent. So, and season dependent to a certain extent. But these are, these are all aspects of sustainability. Do you live somewhere where you can do an activity that you enjoy? Or is that going to be something that's going to be an add-on, not something that you rely on to get you where you want to be, but an add-on? So if you love downhill skiing, which is certainly a great all-over workout, but you live in Key West, you can, you're not going to be able to say, okay, well, I'm going to use downhill skiing as my form of movement to help me develop myself the way I need to be for my own health. So you're going to have to find something that works with your environment and where you are now. All of that works together to create those sustainable changes. And then, of course, the third thing that that comes in with that is consistency. Is this something that you're going to be able to do consistently with your eating, with your movement? Uh, I'm going to throw in sleep practices, too. Is this something that, you know, if you say you're going to be in bed by 10 o'clock every night, but you don't get home from work until 9 it may not be sustainable for you to go to bed at 10 and get up at six o'clock in the morning. You might have to change your schedule, even though, you know, you read research that said people who get to bed by 10 live an average of five years longer than people who go to bed at one o'clock in the morning. You know, that's, that may be true. It may not be true. There may be other mitigating factors, maybe people who go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. Also, uh, don't smoke. Maybe they have fewer deaths due to traffic accidents because traffic accidents happen more in the very, very early morning hours or the very, very late evening hours, and they're not on the road during that time. There could be a lot of different factors involved. So you have to look at what you're going to consistently be able to do in your lifestyle. Once once we're getting the plan together for what changes you're going to make, what baby steps or small interim changes are going to get you to those bigger changes, and once we're developing the consistency of making those changes, we're also constantly going to be reassessing because while you're doing the work to make something sustainable, 
you may be experiencing interim changes that are also affecting your long-term goal. Maybe you're realizing, like, I really thought that I loved running, but and that's something I can see myself doing, except I have to do it so early in the morning that now it's affecting my sleep. And so I think a better plan might be to run on the weekends but during the week, I'm going to do X, Y, Z instead. So there's a lot that goes into making these sustainable changes part of your life. And I, I don't want to scare you off from making them. I just want to emphasize while we're talking about this today that people quit trying. They just, they just quit. They get fed up. They get overwhelmed. They're like, this is so much harder than I thought it would be. And I guess I just don't have the willpower or I don't have the drive or, you know, I'm just weak and I'm bad and, and I deserve to live this healthy, uncomfortable, unhealthy, uncomfortable life because I suck at changing anything. And it's, that's not it at all. That is not it at all. You can do it, you're worth doing it, and you can absolutely achieve lasting positive change in your life. You just have to understand how to get there. And this, it gets thrown out there all the time to just, you know, just do it, just dive in at the deep end, just, you know, make the change and and stick to it and, and, you know, write yourself a little note or reward yourself with this or with that. And some of that, a little bit of that, is true that you have to be brave enough to to take the jump and start making the changes. But what that mentality leaves out is that everybody's different. The, the entire process is going to be different for each individual. And also, you, you can't make a huge switch, especially in multiple areas of your life, just all at once, expect it to click, expect to be successful, and expect to be able to maintain it. That doesn't work with anything. You know, you can, you can jump into the deep end of an icy pool, but you're not going to want to hang out there. You're going to do it because you said you were going to do it or you know, you, you raised a bunch of money for a charity to run into the freezing cold bay to benefit Special Olympics. Yeah, absolutely. And you did that. And that was fantastic that you did that. And that was a positive, life affirming moment. And a lot of good came out of it. But you're not hanging out. You're not going down there every single day to do that. That's a once in a while kind of thing. You can do good every single day in a smaller way that's going to build up as long as you keep doing it. That's, you know, that's the difference between jumping into the icy bay and raising $750 for your favorite charity versus volunteering every Wednesday at a soup kitchen and helping to feed people on a, on a daily, on a weekly basis. You're making positive change both ways. One is very, very sustainable. One is a once a year type thing. And it's the same thing with personal changes with your health. So you have to, you have to get to that place in your head 
where you're ready to commit to making those lifelong habits, which is really what sustainable change is. It's a fancy way of saying I developed a positive lifelong habit. You know, we brush our teeth every single day. We had to learn how to do that. We started out not knowing how to do it. It was a process. There were times we were resistant against it. If you've ever had kids and had to teach them how to brush their teeth, then you know they'll go through phases of wanting to brush their teeth 10 times a day. You have to hide their toothbrush or they're going to wear all their poor little tooth enamel right off. And then they'll go through phases where you practically have to wrestle them to the floor and brush their teeth for them because the novelty of it is worn off. It's not fun and exciting anymore, but it hasn't become just that rote habit of get up, get out of bed, brush your teeth, come downstairs, tie your shoes. You know, so it's, we're the same way, even now as adults, making new habits, making new changes to how we've been doing things or not doing things for, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, maybe longer. So, you know, since we know that pills and shakes and detoxes and diets all eventually fail because you can't do them long term because your body adapts to them because you know, companies go out of business or you move or it becomes economically unsustainable to be buying all these separate products for yourself while you're still buying and cooking food for your family or you don't want to have to take your shake with you when you meet up with friends for lunch. You know, you need to be able to develop habits to go out into the world and live a healthy life with what's around you. The only way to do that is to make it a conscious effort and be consistent about it and be smart about it and do it in stages. Hopefully that was helpful (laughs) to you. Uh, I would suggest uh, check out the blog on the website. I, I, like I said, recently wrote about uh, the importance of keeping a food log or a food diary. That is the first step that I always have everybody take. The next thing I would have you do is be honest and keep a movement log or a movement diary. Um, If you are able to get yourself a fitness tracker, like I've got my Fitbit in my pocket right now, Um, just so you know where you're starting. And then once you start making changes, do it incrementally and, and be honest, track yourself. Take the measurements. Don't get down on yourself if you're not meeting your goals immediately because it's that long-term sustainable consistency that is going to get you where you want to go. So thanks for listening today. Uh, If you liked what you heard, uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That helps make the podcast a little bit more findable for other people. Um, You can also subscribe via iTunes or uh, the Overcast app, which you can get for free as well. Um, And that way you'll never miss one of my episodes. And you can also connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm Tenacious Acorn on all those social media outlets. Uh, If you need help defining your goals and creating your plan to get there, 
and you're willing and ready to do the work, I am accepting new clients right now. You can go to the website and uh, click on the coaching page. It's tenaciousacorn.com. And you'll see a little heading that says coaching. And that will explain to you how to get started working with me and how to contact me. So until the next time, take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. Be consistent with yourself. Ciao.